Today is Monday, April the 24th, 2023, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, I break down an electric weekend at Founders Park as South Carolina brings out the brooms as they take down number three Florida in all three games. Guys, I'll break down the weekend in its entirety. I'll give you all my key takeaways. Also, we'll hand out the Oot Oot Series MVP award. Also, talk slap dick of the weekend. Who's hot? Who's not? And what's next? from our Kingston's Club as well. Also, we got your listener questions to get into. Guys, we have got a packed show for you here on this Monday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com, and when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to six players, and you can win up to 10 times on an entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sports entries. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, partly with the under on Mahomes. You can play college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Price Picks. They also have a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Price Picks, and you should as well. So again, go down the Price Picks app, or go to prizepicks.com, and when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
great to hate the Florida Gator. Said it's great to hate the Florida Gator. Said it's great to hate the Florida Gators. Said it's great to hate the Florida Gators. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Spurs Up show as always. And of course, as you can tell by my tone, it is Victory Monday, how sweep it is as the Yardcocks get the job done once again against the third-ranked or once third-ranked Florida Gators at Founders Park. Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend, and I hope this show does find you well. I'm going to where you are, what you're doing as we begin another fantastic week here on this side of things. Very excited to chat with each and every single one of you. Let's go ahead, guys. we got a very busy week. Let's dive into everything, of course. This week, the final stop of the TSUS Spring Tour will take place this Thursday, and we're closing it out in style as we head to Myrtle Beach. The Dirty Myrtle will be there Thursday. Everything gets going at 6 o'clock. The Carolina Alehouse location up there, of course, guys, all the details are on social media in regards to time, address, all that good stuff. But, of course, things will get rolling at 6 o'clock. There is no baseball game. There is no game of any kind on Thursday night. So it will be a traditional tour stop where I'll take your questions. We'll be selling merchandise, of course, the Beamer Ball to the Moon Tour t-shirts, the towels, the koozies. You guys know the drill by now. But the final tour Stop in Myrtle Beach. Cannot wait for it. Myrtle is always one of my favorite locations, always one of my favorite destinations, and I cannot wait to hang out with the great Myrtle Beach Gamecocks on Thursday. And again, our final tour stop of the spring tour. I am convinced and I believe at least that we are going to run this thing back just like we did last year for the summer tour, the preseason tour, if you will, late July up until late August or right before kickoff if you will. But again, this is the last time you can catch us on the road for quite a while. So this Thursday, Carolina Alehouse, Myrtle Beach. That's April the 27th. It'll all get going at 6 o'clock, and it'll run to until. We normally get out of there about 10 o'clock or so, but as long as you guys want to stay, hang out, conversate, talk Gamecocks, we're going to have us one hell of a time. With that being said, guys, of course, as many of you, if not all of you know, I am located in the upstate in Greenville, South Carolina. So there will be travel involved late this week to get the four hours to Myrtle Beach. So with that being said, no TDC Thursday or Friday. The podcast is dropping as normal this week. TDC Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday as normal, noon to two. But no Daily Crow on Thursday or Friday. Friday, just simply guys do to travel. The four hours, there was just no way that I could realistically swing it and get up there to Myrtle Beach and check out of the Airbnb on Friday and travel and come back. So no TDC Thursday, Friday. But of course, guys, as you all know, content will be bleeding out of the eyeballs as always. And again, guys, I appreciate you all rolling with the punches, your love, your understanding. It means the absolute world. But again, guys, I'm fired up on this Monday, a victory Monday, and we got a really, really busy week as we come into the end of the month of April and the postseason is creeping ever so close. It is getting here so quickly. But of course, we're looking back at the weekend that was as South Carolina takes down the Florida Gators 
in a series sweep, winning, of course, game one in seven innings via run rule, 13 to three. Then, of course, game two on Friday, Gamecocks get the dub, five to two. And then on Saturday, in the finale, South Carolina brings the brooms out and finishes off the job with a seven to five victory. And, guys, I think you have to start here. The atmosphere at Founders Park all weekend. Kudos to the Rowdy Roosters. We talked about this on Thursday as we went into the series, right? And we had talked two weeks ago about how South Carolina had gone to Vanderbilt and you go on the road, the SEC, and, and just how tough it is, right, to, to much less win a series, not get swept, if you will. Like, it's really, really difficult to win on the road in the SEC. And we talked about the importance of protecting the home field and the Rowdy Roosters making this one of the most intimidating atmospheres in college baseball this past weekend. Well, mission accomplished. I, I thought you could honestly see the way Florida was shook. You could see that they were uncomfortable. And similar to 2021 when South Carolina also swept a top five ranked Florida team, the Gators just, you know, South Carolina give them all the credit in the world, but it was obvious that Florida was not comfortable. Florida was shook from the very start. Guys, here's a crazy stat for you. At no point did an inning end with Florida leading. There were moments where Florida took the lead every single time the Gamecocks in the bottom of the frame would respond. And I think a lot of that has to do with, again, the positive vibes around the ballpark, the environment, the energy, and the team feeds off of that. So, so that's why playing yourself into a top eight national seed, playing yourself into a regional host, that's why it's so important. Because South Carolina fans, some of the best in all of college baseball, the best in all of college athletics, they are going to create, we are going to create an environment that is tough for any team to play in, no matter how good you are. And if you don't believe me, just look at the record. South Carolina is now 24-1 and at Founders Park this season. Just an incredible number. And you could tell all weekend, Florida guys, I think now it's been 1,873 days, I believe is the number. 1,873 days since Florida has won a game in Columbia, South Carolina. Florida baseball, that is. Their last victory coming March 18th, 2018. That long ago. Florida confirmed hates the Rowdy Roosters. But what a weekend it was as we came into last weekend saying, you know what? This is a great opportunity for the Gamecocks to, to put their foot down and show nationally for all of college baseball that, you know, I, I hate to keep bringing up the they are for real thing, but nationally you just continue to prove yourself, right? Because you've got Florida ranked ahead of you. you got Vanderbilt ranked ahead of you. you got LSU ranked ahead of you. And so it's just kind of a fight continuing to climb up the ladder. And how big, by the way, this weekend was for the SEC standings as now, Get this, we're recording this right now. Tennessee is up on Vanderbilt 9 to nothing. So barring a minor miracle, the Gamecocks will be number 1 in the SEC East and I believe the entire SEC as we come into this week. I mean absolutely crazy when you think about where this ball club was just a year ago today, guys, believe it or not, a year ago to the date is when I called for Mark Kingston to be fired. 
And now we sit here, now we sit here on this Monday, and I know many of us had that same energy, many of us had the same feelings, and I know all of us are happy to be wrong. But you look at this series and the Gamecocks, and they, they, they get off in just, I mean, loud fashion, right? With the 13-3 victory, seven innings, you win via run rule. I don't think anybody saw this come, but you know what's crazy, guys? This group of hitters. It's almost like as the pitching or the competition gets better, this group just rises to the occasion. Like, the harder you throw, the better this team swings it. You know, guys like Ethan Petrie, Cole Messina, uh, you know, Dylan Brewer, the list goes on and on. They don't care. They don't care how hard you throw. They don't care how good your stuff is. They don't care about your accolades. They don't care about any of it. We got to stop. And when I say we, I mean me. I got to stop hyping up these other teams opposing starting rotations. Right, because as good as Florida's was, and I think Florida's got one of the best starting rotations in college baseball, the Gamecocks disposed of them. Disposed of them. And while I say that, I also want to say this. The hitting was there. We saw the same approach, and this was a team. They're going to be really tough to beat, guys, as I mentioned at Founders Park. I, I just can't state it enough how great the atmosphere was all three games. I mean, sold out. 82-42, watching it on TV, you could hear the crowd, you could feel the momentum. We got the, you know, the in-stadium videos and just the madness and the pandemonium that was going on inside of Founders Park for three straight days, right? It obviously made a difference. And like I said earlier in the show, we talked about this going in the weekend. We knew I was there in 2021. That Florida team let it get under their skin. This Florida team let it get under their skin. You could just tell the Rowdy Roosters were playing mind games with the Florida Gators and their fans, by the way. And I won't even dive into that, all the stuff that happened on social media. But the Rowdy Roosters and this fan base were playing mind games of Florida all weekend. But the advantage of being at Founders Park and the way this team battles and fights and the momentum and the energy and the excitement they play with, I mean, it's something you just don't see across college baseball a whole lot. As much as we talk about, guys, the hitting, I will say as much as we love to talk about the hitting, and certainly it, it should be talked about, how about this South kind of pitching staff? A 2-8-8 ERA in three games against the Florida Gators. You look at the total, South kind of pitching allows three, two, and five runs in the three-game set. Guys, that is a great recipe for success, and it's not just against any old lineup. Florida's got one of the best lineups in college baseball. I mean, this was this was a series where I told you all I expected. I thought there'd be a lot of runs scored. I thought there'd be a lot of home runs hit by both sides. It's going to be some high-scoring games. The Gamecocks pitching staff out of the plans, right? And it started with Will Sanders on Thursday night. I thought he set the tone beautifully. The South kind of bullpen was absolutely fantastic. James Hicks and his one inning work on Thursday was great. I mean, you look at the Friday game, I thought Jack Mahoney was solid. He gave you a very Jack Mahoney-esque performance. Eli Jones, electricity. Chris Veach, both days, an electric factory. He is inevitable. James Hicks, yet again, on Saturday. Not his best stuff. But I thought overall he was solid for you. He was good enough. And, uh, I mean, the, the Gamecocks just as a whole, a complete team effort. Guys, even defensively, even defensively, right, we had talked about the issues. It didn't hurt you on Thursday. You had two errors, didn't hurt you. You score 13 runs. But you play a clean ball game on Friday and on Saturday, you only had the one lone error in that game. So, all in all, I thought the fielding issues were better. They're still not perfect, of course. And truly, two guys, what you have to think about, and maybe I'm not even giving it enough credit. But what South Carolina is doing right now 
shorthanded, right? Gavin Cassis goes down in game one due to the throw up the line in which Braylon Wimmer, right, leads his guy right into the base runner. Mark Kingston says it's a lung issue. He did not play games two and three. Talmadge LeCroy did not play all weekend due to his issues. You don't have Will McGillis, right? You're missing three of your starting four infielders for two of these three games and missing two of your four for all three games at minimum. And you're still able to do what you did. I mean, this is a team as we get closer to the postseason. And listen, at South Carolina, you are judged based off what you do in the postseason. But this team right now, guys, as you sit here now and, and we look at the record 34 and 6, 13 and 4 in SEC play. And like I mentioned earlier, the crazy rec- the, the crazy statistic, 24 and 1 on the home field. This team really is starting to remind us of 2010, 2011, 2012, just in the way that they find ways to win ballgames. Whether it's scoring 13 runs, whether it's a dominant pitching performance, whether it's in a defensive play, whatever it is, whatever it is, whether it's small ball, whether it's patience, whether it's power, whatever it is, they find a way to win, right? They find a way to win. And there were so many big moments in that series over the weekend. So many guys, especially on the bump, making big pitches, right? You know, there were moments where Florida was threatening. There were moments where you thought Florida, okay, maybe they get a big knock here. They steal a game or maybe even steal the series. And the Gamecocks pitchers just would not allow it. They they would not allow it. The Gamecocks arms would not be Denied, and we've known all season that the that the hitting was there, that the hitting has been, I won't say it's been carrying this team. I think that's too aggressive, but it's been the headline. It's been the lead storyline. I think South Carolina's pitchers reminded everyone just how good they are this past weekend. Because again, guys, that Florida lineup, that's one of the best lineups in college baseball. I mean, they were right there. They're still right there with South Carolina when it comes to the statistics and the rankings and the power and the slugging and the runs and and all that, the hits, what have you. They've got a hella amount of talent. And so for this group of pitchers to do what they did, I mean, it's a job well done. Again, you allow just 10 runs on the weekend and a 2.88 ERA in the series. And again, guys, the first sweep against the top five opponents in South Carolina swept the number five ranked Florida Gators at Founders Park in 2021. So again, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why Florida hates playing at Founders so much, but it's a beautiful thing to watch. I mean, it's really, truly just a beautiful thing to watch Florida struggles against the Rowdy Roosters. The Rowdy Roosters officially own Florida. You know, I, I mentioned the whole Mark Kingston thing. Let me Let me stop for a moment. Because, you know, and I threw this out on social media that that Mark Kingston, you know, I, I really believe this too, guys. And it's crazy. I mean, if you'd have told me a year ago today that I'd be saying this a year later, I, I would have said you were a fool. But it's true. I mean, Mark Kingston at this point, and I don't exactly know what the National Coach of the Year award is or who hands it out or what have you, but... The Nash, the SEC Coach of the Year, let's just stick with that. The SEC Coach of the Year, and I could even say National Coach of the Year. When you think of this turnaround, 27 and 28 last year, right? A historically bad season. To go from that to where you are right now, I mean, 
it's like I said over the weekend, you know what? I, I saw some people chirping like, no, I believed I knew it because I'm smart. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Nobody in their right mind, unless you're just an eternal optimist that picks 50 and 6 every year, nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw this type of turnaround. We talked about in the preseason, right? We felt like this team could be a lot better. We thought they could be a lot better. But this good? This good. Nobody saw this good. And so you have to look to Mark Kingston. I know many will deflect and say, give all the credit to Monty Lee. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Monty Lee's doing. I understand that and do, and do and do give credit to Monty Lee. But Mark Kingston is still this team's head coach. And the point that I always go back to is this. If South Carolina was losing, nobody be blaming Monty Lee. They'd be blaming Kingston. So I don't think it's fair that Kingston would be catching all the blame if the team was losing, but he's not getting the credit that they're winning. You see what I'm saying? I, I think he absolutely no-brainer should be the coach of the year if this continues. If they if they continue to go down the path that they're going down, and let's say they win the SEC East, which is a very realistic thing right now because you are leading the SEC East as we speak. He should no doubt win coach of the year in the SEC. I, there's just, when you look at the turnaround, the additions, the hirings, whatever, and I was, listen, I was as loud as anyone I didn't want to be, but it got to a point where it was like, you know what? This is not acceptable. This is not acceptable. And everybody was on board with that. 99% I'd say were on board with that, right? Because we had felt like we'd seen enough. And I, and I will not apologize for how I felt in that moment either because at that point, I was ready to let him go. And again, I'm, I'm not sorry for it. But give credit to the fact that he was able to, again, he didn't sit on his hands, went out there to the transfer portal, got some capable guys, went and hired Amani Lee. That, to me, is maybe the most impressive thing. Put the ego aside. 
and hired Amani Lee and was willing to bring him in and open up. And I think Mark Kingston, I think there's been an evolution with him. I, I, I really genuinely do. Mark Kingston, this is not the same Kingston we saw a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. This is a different dude, in my opinion, based off my vantage point. But I just wanted to make the point again that, you know what, I, I, I feel like the only times or a lot of times, the only times people highlight TSUS or highlight what I say is when it's the negative. Well, highlight this as well. Because I'm as critical as any out there, if not the most critical out there. But I will also, I'm more than happy to give credit where credit's due. Because you know what? I'd rather South Carolina baseball, all of us would. We'd rather the Yardcocks be good than get a new head coach. I don't care who the head coach is. I want the Yardcocks to be good. I remember I had people in the preseason saying, Chris, I almost kind of hope we're not good so we can get a new coach. I said, that is insane. That's insane. I'd rather win. We all want to win. Right? We all want to win. That is the ultimate goal. So it's just an incredible job when you think about what this team has overcome, you know, what this team dealt with last year, and the fact that you've got guys from last year's team and dudes that have come back. And I mean, how sweet it is, right? Guys that dealt through that season last year. You know, hell, me as a fan, I sat through every single game last year there at Founders Park, sat through every single game through that season. Watched us lose to Xavier in person. Watched us lose to PC in person, right? Watched us get swept multiple times. I mean, the worst. And so to come from that to this, I mean, it's it's just, it's incredible. And this past weekend was just another great example of this ball club. And guys, I, I think really, truly, genuinely, you could argue. And I don't even know if there is an argument. This is the best team in college baseball. This is the best team. I don't think when the D1 baseball rankings come out today, they'll be ranked ahead of LSU because I don't think D1 baseball is going to drop LSU just because. But if you pick any team, if you ask me right now, and I, I take all the bias out, Chris, who is the best team in college baseball right now? It is the South Carolina Gamecocks. I, there's just no question in my mind. It's the Yardcocks. It is the Yardcocks. The way they're playing and what you have on the pitching side of things, the hitting side of things, I know the defense has been shoddy. But when you look at a complete team, South Carolina, this is the best team in college baseball right now. Now, again, we look down the road, postseason upcoming. We have dreams of Omaha. This team needs to sustain this type of play, right, when it matters most. But right now, I mean, this is the best team in college baseball. You look at what they've done against number three, number one, number four. It speaks for itself. The body of work is there. The body of work speaks for itself. And the thing, guys, I, I love the most as we move off of this, as we move into our ooh, ooh, series MVP award, the consistency of this bunch. The consistency of this bunch all across the board, but especially swinging the sticks, the mindset, the mentality shift at the plate, the confidence at which they're approaching this thing, going up against the best arms in college baseball. And this group is unfazed. This group of hitters is unfazed. That, to me, has just been so much fun to watch. And especially when you're at home, guys, I mean, you get the sweet. It, it, this is just going to be a team all throughout, of course, the rest of this regular season. But the postseason, this is going to be a really, really tough team to beat because this team's different at Founders Park. And when you got 82-42 inside those walls, inside that building, it's one of the toughest places to play and all of college baseball. And if you don't believe me, look at this past weekend when Michael Braswell, after the Thursday game, says, our mindset, nobody 
comes into Founders and beats us. And Florida heard that, and guess what? They couldn't do anything about it. Nothing. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything. They were shook all weekend, and it's because of the Rowdy Roosters. Guys, that being said, like I said, let's move into the ooh, ooh, Series MVP award. There's a lot of different guys we could give this to, but I want to shout out Will Sanders, and I want to give him this award because I, I feel that, you know what, while game one was a blowout, it wasn't for most part, right? South Carolina blew that thing wide open in the in the seventh inning, sixth, seventh inning, if you will. Will Sanders set the tone in that ballgame. And he set the tone, I think, with a weekend. Six innings pitched, three hits, three runs, two earned, three walks, 10 Ks. And guys, I talked about this on the Daily Crow Friday. As good as this team has been, we saw vintage Will Sanders on Thursday. And you feel like, right, we talked about he didn't pitch last summer, he didn't pitch last fall, he didn't pitch in the preseason. So he was a little bit behind. Well, guys, it looks like to me Will Sanders is coming back into form. And this ball club with this lineup and the way they've been playing, now you're getting Will Sanders going? Watch out. You're going to be damn near, I don't want to say impossible, but you're going to be really tough to beat on nights that he pitches, especially if he's pitching like that. The curveball, as Mark Kingston pointed out, it was the best we had seen all season. The confidence with which he was towing the rubber with, you could tell he had that chip on his shoulder. You know, he goes in postgame and says, you know, I hate Florida. They didn't look at me. They didn't offer me a scholarship. I hate Florida. I can't stand Florida. And he pitched that way. And we all knew this entire time. Hey, Will Sanders, he's got the ability. He's capable of doing it. It's just all about him putting it together, locating, mixing speeds, mixing mixing eye levels, if you will, and just being himself, being that dominant version of this guy we've seen. And that's what you saw on Thursday night. So that was a great sign, an encouraging sign for a team that's looking to make a deep run into Omaha, you need your stud, you need your ace. I don't think this team gets to Omaha if Will Sanders is not at his best, and that was a great sign on Thursday, I think, for this ball club. So again, guys, the winner of our ooh, ooh, Series MVP award, it goes to Will Sanders. Let's move it to Slap Dick of the Weekend. It goes to the Florida Gators for what, you might ask, besides just being there, uh, not shaking hands after the series ends. South Carolina whoops that ass. Chris, Chris Veach does the one, two, three countdown. And I understand, right? They were chirpy. They were talking trash. But, dude, if you don't want the Gamecocks to talk trash, don't get swept. Don't get swept. At least shake hands. At least say good game. Florida did not do that. It, it feels like, come on, man. Come on. Come on. That's slap dick behavior. That is Peak slap dickery. So congratulations to the Florida baseball team. Kevin O'Sullivan, slap dicks of the weekend. Just because you can't shake hands after you get beat. Take your losses like a man. Take your losses like a man. Let's move into who's hot, who's not. You start with who's hot. How about Michael Braswell, man? Four for eight on the weekend. Hit 500. Three doubles in RBI. Also made some great plays in the field. But I just think the play of Michael Braswell is something that's been really, really underrated this season. When you think about, this is a guy that started, what, every day last year as a true freshman. He was a superstar. And we're all thinking, okay, Michael Braswell, no doubt he's our shortstop of the future, going to be an everyday guy in this lineup. You come into this season, and he's on the bench. He's on the bench. Did not see hardly any action through the first couple of weeks. And I know that was something that was tough for him, right? Because he was expecting to come back, be the starting shortstop, you know, probably maybe expected Braylon Wimmer to go to the next level, and Wimmer returns, moves to short, McGillis comes in, and he sort of is the odd man out. Could have been very, he could have very easily hung his head, 
gotten upset, gotten disappointed, you know, oh, screw this, me against the world, the world hates me, I'm going to transfer, I'm I'm going to have a bad attitude, I'm, I'm not going to put the work in anymore because of this, that, whatever. This isn't fair. He could have taken that attitude. Instead, by all accounts, worked his ass off, kept a good attitude, was ready, and has been ready all season when his name's been called. And so... Guys, when you talk about a championship team, a championship-level team, like, that's what you need. You need buy-in from your number one guy all the way to your the last guy on your roster because at some point, you're going to need them all. At some point, you're going to need them all. And so a guy like Michael Braswell, and I want to talk about that, that more this week because it's something that I think has gone a little bit under the radar for too long. Uh, that, that, a, that a guy like Michael Braswell, you know, we only want to talk about guys' attitudes when they're not good. How about a guy who's got a great attitude? A guy who's a teammate. Big team, little me. That, like, that is Michael Braswell, right? So kudos to him. I think the guy's been hot of late, and certainly that, that Thursday game where he went three of three with those three doubles, that was incredible. But I think he's been really great defensively as well. You know, Talmadge Lecroy gets hurt. He takes over at third. I think he's been playing a great third base, all things considered. Uh, who's not? Tough weekend for Will Tippett, man. Um, with the injury, you know, Will Tippett doing his best out there at second. I think he's been solid offensively, but 0 for 8 on the weekend. Seven strikeouts, and I thought it was interesting. You know, Mark Kingston just very candidly said, hey, uh, he they're in there for the defense. They're in there for the defense. So, uh, you know, it is what it is, and Tippett goes 0 for 8 with seven strikeouts. He does have the one RBI on the bases loaded walk in the Thursday game. But, um, yeah, all in all, I, you know, I think this is just, you know, the good news is this. McGillis, I think, is close to getting back. And, uh, you know, we will not have to see Tippett swing the bat much more, which I, I think Tippett could have a bright future here, but just a really rough weekend for him against Florida. When you look at what's next, guys, no midweek game this week, which I think is honestly a great thing for a banged-up ball club. Like we mentioned, McGillis is trying to come back from injury. Gavin Cassis is now hurt with a lung issue. Talmaj LeCroy, I think, dealing with a hamstring. So, this will be a great break for a lot of guys who I think just desperately need it and need to lick their wounds and need to take a breath of fresh air. And I think great for a ball club, too. You know, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing uh, because on one hand, you know, you love to have the break and sort of get your feet back under you. But on the other hand, I mean, when you're, in, when you're as hot as South Carolina, you just want to play every day, right? So it'll be interesting to see how not having a midweek affects this team as the Gamecocks gear up for the weekend series this weekend, Friday through Sunday against the Auburn Tigers. Yet another series at Founders Park. Should be a good one. And a sneaky Auburn team, not one of the elites. Of course, South Carolina's been featured uh, or playing in these like these featured series, right, against number four, against number six, against number three, whatever, number one, whatever it is. Um, you know, Auburn, not going to be a ranked team, but a sneaky good team. Do not sleep on Auburn. We'll talk about that series more later in the week but all in all guys I mean listen it feels good to be good man an incredible weekend at Founders Park you just absolutely love to see it and uh we'll see what this team is ranked when the rankings come out today but I, I think you could certainly make an argument this team should be the number one ranked team in all of college baseball I, I, I will say this though guys on that note and I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point down the road but this week maybe I don't even know but hot take I'd almost prefer to not be the number one team. I'd almost prefer to not be the number one seed because guys
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Has the number one overall seed going in the postseason has not won the entire thing since 1999. So you know what? You know what? I don't mind LSU having the pressure. I don't mind somebody else having all the pressure. You know what? You can take it. Hey, whether the Yardcocks are number one, number four, number eight, doesn't matter to me. The goal's the same, and as long as you're a top eight national seed, you're in a great position. So seed us where you like. It does not matter to us. We'll go and we'll play. Uh, that being said, guys, before we close things out, let's jump into your listener questions. We will start with Neil Dupuis out of Lugoff, South Carolina. He says, I think the Gamecocks are a champion team. With the addition of Monty Lee, the Gamecocks are figuring this thing out a lot more quickly, and it shows. We should be ranked in the top three tomorrow. LSU and Vandy are the only teams to give us trouble this year. That Petri is a phenomenal freshman, and this team is exciting to watch. Go Cox. So, again, Neil Dupuis out of Lugoff, South Carolina. Neil, thank you so much for the comment. Uh, great stuff, and I agree with you. This team, I mean, you think about it. LSU is going to be number one. Who's going to be ahead of you? I mean, who, who should be ahead of you? Vanderbilt just got swept on the road at Tennessee. You just swept Florida, right? Wake Forest, I believe, just lost two of three to Pittsburgh. I mean, you could argue that South Carolina should be number two. Like I just mentioned, you could argue they should be number one. So where are they going to be ranked? I don't know, but you could make the argument for sure at minimum number two. Definitely going to be a top three team, though. Uh, other questions. Let's go. Bryce Winburn should have at least went two and one against Vandy after playing like this against Florida. Well, Bryce, again, I'll just tell you this. Like we mentioned, playing on the road in the SEC is tough. And it's, dude, it's a gauntlet. It's so unpredictable. Like, look at this past weekend. Georgia swept Arkansas. And I know some people look at that and say, well, we swept Georgia. Hey, we're going to Arkansas, but no big deal. We swept Georgia. Arkansas sucks. We'll take care of business. Guys, it's just not how it works. It's just not how it works. Like, when you got to go to bomb in a couple weeks, that's going to be a tough series. I mean, that's going to be a tough series to win, right? much less sweep or anything else. That's going to be a tough series to take two out of three. It's it's just different playing on the road. It's it's different when you're playing on your home field, guys. We saw that. We saw that. It's, it's, it's very much different. And so it's very tough. I mean, Ray Tanner used to say it as well. When you play a top 10 team on the road, just don't get swept because that's how difficult it is to win on the road. So I hear what you're saying. I mean, South Carolina, they play much better. Against the Florida Gators, sure, but baseball is just not a perfect science, man. I mean, Vanderbilt didn't just lose to Tennessee. They didn't just get swept. They got blasted. They got blasted. How do you make sense of it? It's just baseball, man. It's baseball. It's unpredictable. And in this conference, anybody can be anybody, which, again, makes what South Carolina is doing just so impressive. I mean, it's just so impressive what they are doing. Uh, C underscore Austin 11. The only colors that belong in Omaha are garnet and black. I hear you, man. No, I, I agree with you. And it's, I mean, I, I just, I, every time I watch this team, I sit there and they're having success, which is 
basically every game, I, I just sit there and I say, dude, it is wild to think. Like, this team can win a national championship. This team can really, realistically win a national championship. And at minimum, be in Omaha. And that is just, man. I mean, I don't want to get out ahead of myself because you got to win a lot of games before them, but that's the type of team this is, right? And it's just, it's just, it feels so good to say that, truly. Uh, Adam underscore Washington 24. Ethan Petri is the best hitter in college baseball. I think you can make a strong argument that he is. Got some more stats to back up that claim, by the way. He just, uh, by the way, let's give Ethan Petrick credit for breaking the freshman record for RBI, 64 RBI. He breaks Justin Smoke's record, right? Breaks Justin Smoke's record, which was 63. By the way, Petri had five hits. Three of them were extra base hits. He drove in eight runs in the series against Florida. Ethan Petri in 17 SEC games is hitting 446. This is an SEC play, guys. He's hitting 446 with three doubles, 13 homers, 39 RBI. A 1.092 slugging percentage and a 519 on-base percentage. I mean, that's against the best competition in all of college baseball. Overall, hitting 427, 20 home runs, 64 RBI. I, <laughs> we're running out of words. We're running out of adjectives to describe just how incredible this season is. One of the best seasons in school history by any player. Finally, guys, Dill.Chapman07 says, Gator fans were mad. I'm 16 and got into an argument with a 60-year-old Gator fan. Yeah, Gator fans were upset. Gator fans were upset. Their team were upset. But you know what? I, I love it. I'm glad they weren't happy. That means things were going our way. So glad you got out safely, my friend. Dill Chapman 07. And uh, be careful out there for sure. Be careful out there for sure. But uh, yeah, man, I, what a weekend. What a weekend. The Rowdy Roosters, pat yourself on the back. I, I, I know that uh, when the Gamecocks host this postseason, it'll be just as electric, if not more electric and cannot wait to see it firsthand and i'll leave it at that guys thank y'all so much for tuning in again excited for this week looking forward to it like i mentioned a quick reminder be sure tune in to tdc today tomorrow and wednesday get your questions in because no tdc on thursday or friday and really excited to close out the spring tour in style at carolina ale house myrtle beach on thursday night gonna be one hell of a time guys that being said, that's going to do all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all on Thursday.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.